The following is an Auburn Network production. You are on the line. Live on ESPN 1067. Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. To be on the line, call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You are on the line with Jacob Goins and Carter Bird. You're on the line here on ESPN 106.7. Auburn Opelika, sports leader. Happy Friday, everybody. And for all the Auburn fans out there, it is a happy Friday indeed. Hope you're all doing well on this cloudy Friday Cinco de Mayo 2023. I'm Jacob Goins with you in the studio here at ESPN 106.7. No Carter Bird today. Uh, he's out uh, on a little trip, and so he'll be back on Monday. Also, our intern, Jenny, of course, her last day was yesterday, so I'm myself here in the studio on what is a huge day in Auburn football news. If you have yet to see it, we're going to talk about it coming up in just a second. Auburn has found its quarterback for 2023. Peyton Thorne, the Michigan State quarterback transfer, has committed to play for Hugh Freeze and the Tigers in 2023. And so don't you worry. That is what today's show will be about. I'll break it all down, tell you what I think, tell you what we know about Peyton Thorne and what he could bring to this Auburn football team in 2023. We'll talk about that here coming up in a few minutes. Also, we will sidestep this conversation uh, just for a little bit. That commitment coming just about an hour or so ago uh, and everybody really reacting to it right now uh, across Auburn and across the state of Alabama. But Coming up at 2.30, uh, we will sidestep this conversation just for a minute. Uh, we're going to talk with uh, a good buddy of mine, Matt Miguez, down in Louisiana, host of Crunch Time on the game in Louisiana. He's going to hop on and talk some baseball. Of course, Auburn baseball hosting number one LSU this week, guys. Uh, it is a massive series this weekend over at Plainsman Park. Auburn coming off of beating number two South Carolina. They host number one LSU this weekend. So my good buddy Matt Miguez from the game or from host of Crunch Time from the game down in Louisiana. He'll hop on at 2.30 to talk uh, baseball with LSU coming to town and take on Auburn. But the rest of the show today is talking Auburn football and the quarterback news I want to hear from you. I know you have thoughts. I know you have opinions. And I know you probably have some comparisons and some, maybe even some predictions already about what 2023 could look like with the new quarterback for Auburn here in 2023. It is Peyton Thorne. The Michigan State transfer has committed to play for Auburn. He is signed with Auburn, signed, sealed, and delivered. And so the number to get you through to me is 334-321-1390. That number again, 334-321-1390. You can also tweet at us at ESPN1067. Let us know what you're thinking on there. Your comments, questions, concerns. Already had people on there uh, commenting on a post we made earlier today uh, just asking how are we feeling today. And that's the question to you uh, on this Friday afternoon is how we feeling? How we feeling, Auburn fans? Now that you have your quarterback in 2023, this is the, the transfer portal news that Auburn fans have been waiting for. 
This is the one. We've been hearing and we've been hearing calls and hearing listeners and seeing stuff on Twitter for weeks now asking why has the transfer portal been so quiet for Auburn football, right? Why has there not been a whole lot of news that Auburn picked up the big stud edge a couple of days ago and Auburn fans were like, yeah, okay, that's pretty good, which by the way, that's a huge get. That's a huge pickup, and we talked about it when he committed, but we all knew this was the one Auburn fans were waiting on was this one right here. Peyton Thorne, the transfer quarterback from Michigan State, has committed to play for Auburn, signed, sealed, and delivered. So again, give me your thoughts. Give me your calls. 334-321-1390. I'm Jacob Goins here in the studio flying solo today for the Friday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. So let's jump into this. Let's break it down a little bit. We've known Auburn was going to get a quarterback in the portal. We knew it. We absolutely knew not only were they going to do it, Hugh Freeze and this staff had to do it. They had no choice. They had absolutely no choice because you looked at what the quarterback situation was. It was not good. It wasn't good. You saw what happened last year with the quarterback situation, and it hadn't gotten any better. Even when T.J. Finley was still on this roster before he announced that he was going to be a grad transfer, you still did not have a legitimate starting quarterback in the SEC for 2023. It wasn't T.J. Finley. It wasn't Robbie Ashford. It wasn't Holden Gurner. It wasn't any of those guys. And I know there are a lot of people here, there are a lot of Auburn fans in general, That's our Robbie Ashford fans. And we'll get to that side of this whole story coming up throughout today's show because there's a lot I want to say on that too. But just looking at the quarterback room for Auburn, we all knew you had to go get somebody. Either go get a starter or go get a depth piece because injuries happen in college football, folks. They happen. They happen everywhere. Look at it. Quarterbacks get hurt constantly. And so Auburn had to go and get a guy in the quarterback room, and they had to go get somebody with experience. They also had to go get somebody that could push this quarterback room. They had to get somebody that could be a legitimate starter. Why? You either had to get him to be the starter, or you had to get him to push other guys like Robbie Ashford and Holden Gurner. Now, with Peyton Thorne, who committed to Auburn today from Michigan State, he's your starter. You don't get a guy like Peyton Thorne for him to come in and be a backup quarterback. Doesn't that sound familiar, though? Doesn't that sound familiar when Auburn went and got a quarterback transfer from Texas A&M by the name of Zach Calzada? And I'm going to be very careful on this program because I sat right here in this very chair last year when Auburn went and got Zach Calzada, and I said, this guy is it. I said, Zach Calzada's going to be the man. He is good. He could be great. He makes Auburn that much better. Now, we didn't fully realize what he was coming into and what the coaching staff looked like and the program was that that Zach Calzada walked into, but he had some injury problems and all of that, and that turned out to be absolutely nothing. I don't think that'll be the case with Peyton Thorne. I really, really don't, and I didn't think I would sit here on this show today and make the Peyton Thorne-Zach Calzada comparisons, and I'm not. I think they're completely different situations. Peyton Thorne is a really, really good quarterback. 
Here's some information about him in case you didn't know. Here's what Auburn is getting with the quarterback, Peyton Thorne. And again, I'd love to hear from you, our listeners, 334-321-1390. In 2020, as a freshman, he played in four games before being hurt. He played in a couple, got hurt, came back. He only played four games in 2020 for Michigan State. So I'm really not going to include that because that was three years ago. And he only played four games in a sporadic season for him injury-wise. So in his two complete years at Michigan State, 2021 and 2022. 2021 was the year that everybody knows of Peyton Thorne. That's the year everybody knows of Michigan State when they were really, really good. How good was Michigan State in 2021? Well, in case you forgot, they got up to number three in the country, folks. They were the number three team in the country with Peyton Thorne at the helm. They were undefeated when they went to Purdue, and the offense did their job, but the defense for Michigan State gave up about 40 points to the Boilermakers, and that was their first loss. Not the end of the world. Michigan State was a top-seven team when they had to play Ohio State. Now, the Buckeyes shut Michigan State down. They did. They absolutely shut them down. And Peyton Thorne and Michigan State scored a late touchdown to avoid the shutout, but until that Ohio State loss... Even with the Purdue loss, Michigan State in 2021 with Peyton Thorne at the helm, they were in the college football playoff conversation with a quarterback who in 13 games in 2021, in all 13 games, he had a completion percentage of 60% flat. He threw for 3,200 yards, 27 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions. 27 touchdowns and 10 interceptions on 3,200 yards on a team that was a 10-win team and was in the college football playoff conversation? Yeah, that's pretty darn good if you ask me. And that's better than anything Auburn has right now in the quarterback room. And 2021 is the year that everybody remembers that Michigan State team and Peyton Thorne as a quarterback when he was a sophomore. Now, a lot of the narrative around Peyton Thorne on the, on the negative side is in 2022 where he did, in fact, take a step back. He did. He took a step back in 2022. He played in 12 games. He had a 62% completion percentage, so that actually went up on just a little bit under 2,700 yards, 19 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. So his touchdowns went down, and his interceptions actually went up by one. But in three years at Michigan State, and if you want to include 2020, where he had only four games played, in those three years at Michigan State, had 49 touchdowns and 24 interceptions. You're looking at right about a two-to-one ratio. Not bad at all. It's pretty good. And Auburn's quarterbacks can't do two-for-one. They don't have a two-for-one ratio. And so Peyton Thorne... When you watch him, because I went back and watched some of his, his highlights. I've seen him before. I've watched him in the past. But once he committed, I re-watched them today. Peyton Thorne looks like a good, solid quarterback. And there's a comparison that I'm going to make. And I'm not going to make it right now. I'll make it later on in the show. But Peyton Thorne looks eerily similar to a guy that Auburn fans know 
pretty, pretty well. We'll continue breaking all this down again. I'm solo here in the show today. If you call in, we're throwing you right on the phone line. So we're going to get to those right now. 334-321-1390. Hello, you're on the line. Who am I speaking with? Jacob, this is Terry. How you doing, man? Terry, I'm doing fantastic, man. How are you? Fantastic. Um, can we expect some wide receiver news soon, too, with this, with this, with this news? I think so. I think so. Okay. I think you will see some uh, – there's potential for news to go this weekend, whether it be receivers, uh, linemen. Uh, I think you're going to see both of those positions pick up some steam. Uh, and I also think that you will see a couple of commitments at those positions. And here's why. I think especially with wide receivers, you've already seen Hugh Freeze pick up some linemen, right? You've already seen him pick up a couple of starters in the offensive line room. But I think with receivers, I think they've been sort of hesitant to come to Auburn. Because, Terry, let's be honest. Why in the world would a wide receiver want to come to Auburn with the quarterback room like it was, with quarterbacks that are inconsistent throwing the football or just young and haven't proven themselves yet? That's kind of how I look at it. The receivers want to know who's going to throw in the ball. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. And so the receivers want to know who's throwing the ball and can they actually be accurate with the football and get it to them on time, on target, in the right spot. And so I think with Peyton Thorne, I think with him committing in the transfer portal from Michigan State, a guy that threw for almost 6,500 yards in his career at Michigan State, that's going to be an attractive quarterback for wide receivers to come and play for. And I think there are numerous receivers in the portal right now from Michigan State, Ohio State, and other programs around the country that have already shown interest in Auburn. And I think now that they have their quarterback, they will peek at Auburn and even look and come visit and be even more interested. Now, Jacob, I hate to let the cat out of the bag, but are you going to compare him to Bo Nix? No comment yet, Terry. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> I'm waiting to hear about the defensive end out of James Madison. Uh, he's got a weird. I'm not even going to try to say the kid's name. Yeah, it, but, it, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's uh, a tougher last name. That guy, that guy is a is a stud, and he would be he would be somebody that would really make Auburn better on that side of the football. Where let's be honest, they need they need some more dudes on that side. They need some they more need bodies. To rush in bad. Yeah, they do, and I think. I think you could see, whether it be him or whether it be other guys, I think there's potential for Auburn to go and get guys on that side of the football. I don't think it has really anything to do with Peyton Thorne today, but I think eventually you'll see some of those slots be filled. So you're by yourself today? Yeah, everybody ditched me, Terry. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. So I'm going to be listening for you to compare him to Bo Nix. I mean, take care, Jacob. <laughs> appreciate the call, Terry. It's good to hear from you, man. That's Terry joining us on the phone lines. We'd love to hear. I would love to hear from you as well. 334-321-1390. Flying solo in the studio studio today. Carter Bird uh, not with me. I'm sure he's uh, kicking himself for missing today with Auburn picking up their quarterback for 2023. Peyton Thorne from Michigan State has committed to play for the Tigers. Want to hear from you. Are you happy about Peyton Thorne? Are you excited about Peyton Thorne or maybe even disappointed that it wasn't somebody else? Or from my Robbie Ashford fans, I know you're out there. How are you feeling right now? Because he had some comments. He sent out a tweet. We'll talk about it. Nothing bad. We'll talk about it when we come back here on the Friday edition of On the Line. Give me a call, though, 334-321-1390. You are on the line on ESPN 1067. 
online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. Welcome back inside the studio here at ESPN 1067. Auburn Opelika Sports Leader. I'm your man Jacob Goins here on the Friday edition of On the Line Flying Solo here in the studio. Breaking down the biggest news here in Auburn and Opelika. Auburn, the Tigers picking up their 2023 quarterback. Hugh Freeze has got his man out of the transfer portal with Peyton Thorne from Michigan State. Had two years up there, had three years technically, uh, but really tough for me to count a uh, 2020 year where he only played four games. Uh, with two years of, of full experience up there, has some really, really impressive stats. And so what are your thoughts? How are you feeling? 334-321-1390. Would love to hear from you uh we got a few minutes before uh, we get to a guest coming up at 2 30 a buddy of mine uh matt miguez from the game down in louisiana joining us to talk a little baseball so again we'll kind of take a break from this conversation just a little bit and talk about the massive series going on over at plainsman park this weekend for auburn baseball versus number one lsu but getting back into this uh this conversation a little bit it really excites me that Peyton Thorne is coming to Auburn to be a part of something that could be really special. And I think it's important for Auburn fans to, to understand what Hugh Freeze is really doing with Peyton Thorne and why he went and got him over some other prospects. We've known that Auburn was going to get a quarterback, right? We've known that. And over the last few days, we can even say the last, pretty much this week, Right, with this being Friday, we could pretty much say throughout this week, we have been told, we've been hearing, we've been seeing that it's pretty much been down to Peyton Thorne from Michigan State and Casey Thompson from Nebraska. And a lot of you may be wondering, well, what happened to Grayson McCall? Well, we knew that was going to be tough anyway, because we knew he was trying to to get the grades, to get the right classes, to try to graduate on time. It was going to be tough regardless. And the fact that it didn't work out the first time was not a great sign that it was going to try and work out again. And he tried. And I really do think it was in the works for that to be something to happen. And I just don't think it worked out. And so when Auburn and Hugh Freeze realized, okay, Grayson McCall is no longer a part of this equation we have to go get somebody else. And there were names outside of Peyton Thorne and outside of Casey Thompson. Talia Tungavailoa from Maryland. He was a guy that floated around for a while. And he was a guy that I think drew some interest from both sides, him wanting Auburn and Auburn wanting him. There were other names that floated around, right? There are guys that have gone to other schools or even stayed at their current schools that floated around in legitimacy or not. But at the end of the day, Auburn went and got their dude that they really wanted. And they got the guy. Hugh Freeze got the guy he believes can be the next big thing at Auburn. And that is Peyton Thorne from Michigan State. But why did he get Peyton Thorne? Why did he decide Peyton Thorne was the guy he wanted at the end of the day? It comes down to a few things. It comes down to experience. Legitimate experience, right? Coming in through the transfer portal, you more than likely have some form of experience. But Peyton Thorne has two full years that he played at Michigan State. He had Michigan State in the college football playoff conversation, folks. 
They were the number three team in the country at one point in 2021 before giving up 40 to, to Purdue and letting Ohio State do Ohio State things. And they were still a 10-win team. And so he has two good years of, of experience, but he also has two years of eligibility. And that is what is really, really important here with Peyton Thorne. You bring in a guy like Peyton Thorne versus Casey Thompson, the other big quarterback that was a part of this equation. Casey Thompson had one year. He had one year. And so what does it mean to have one year versus two years in the Auburn situation? With Peyton Thorne coming in and having two years of eligibility, unless he just goes dummy and has an unbelievable year and draws some serious NFL interest and gets drafted, which, let's be honest, I don't think that's where this is heading. Unless that happens, Peyton Thorne will be at Auburn for the next two years. And so what does that mean? It means he has time to develop here at Auburn because, yes, he was great in 2021. He did take a step back in 2022. He did. He took a pretty good step back in 2022, and there are reasons for that, and I'll get to that as the show rolls on. But he has two years to come in and develop under Hugh Freeze, who we know, we absolutely know, that Hugh Freeze can develop a quarterback, unlike other coaches that have been here at Auburn. Hugh Freeze can develop quarterbacks, and we saw it with a former Auburn quarterback in Malik Willis. And so, while Peyton Thorne is already pretty darn good, he has a chance to get even better under Hugh Freeze in a Hugh Freeze offense and with Hugh Freeze guys around him, which I think is why Peyton Thorne was really, really good in 2021. He had some really good dudes around him. He had some really big athletes at Michigan State around him in 2021. I think he can have guys like that here at Auburn over the next two years. Given what Hugh Freeze has already done recruiting and in the transfer portal, and when he is given time to get all of his guys in here and has his entire time and has the entire cycle to recruit high school kids and get kids out of the transfer portal, Carter and I have talked about that a ton. That Hugh Freeze has a chance to do some really special things and get some really special players in here when he is given the opportunity and has a full cycle to do so. That can benefit Peyton Thorne in the next two years. So he can improve. He can get better. And he can make Auburn a heck of a lot better too. And so that's what's important about the two years with Peyton Thorne. That's one reason. The other reason is that he's going to be here for two years That gives every other quarterback back behind him, whether it be Robbie Ashford, whether it be Holden Gurner, whether it be Hank Brown, whether it be Walker White, whether it be another quarterback, we don't know yet. It gives any of those quarterbacks, and then some, it gives them time to develop also. It gives them time to develop, grow, learn, build confidence, right? learn the system, learn the team. It gives them years, two years, to do all of that without having the pressure of, okay, Casey Thompson's coming in for one year, but then next year, I got to go get it. You don't necessarily have to have that mindset. You can, right? You still want a Holden Gurner or a Robbie Ashford or a Walker White to say, okay, Peyton Thorne is here for a year. 
but he may be here next year, but I'm going to take it. And that's okay. But you more than likely have a guaranteed starter in Peyton Thorne. So then Auburn fans, this time next year, we're not sitting here having the same conversation we were a month ago. It's like, who's going to play quarterback on this team? You don't have to worry about that anymore. You've got Peyton Thorne, a two-year starter. And by that point, you hope that Hugh Freeze and his offensive mind and his offensive staff have developed a Robbie Ashford or a Walker White or a Hank Brown or somebody like that. That's the hope. That's the goal. And so that's what's important, and that is why Hugh Freeze went and got a guy like Peyton Thorne. You have a two-year starter who has two years to get better himself and has two years to have and help other guys get better and improve for the future of Auburn football. That's why he went and got Peyton Thorne. That's exactly why. And so I'm excited about this. We have a whole lot more to talk about on this subject, but as I mentioned, we're going to take a little break. We're going to talk some Auburn baseball coming up when we come back with Matt Miguez. All right, he's a buddy of mine, host of Crunch Time on the game in Louisiana, talking Auburn baseball versus number one LSU when we come back. Jacob Goins and Carter Bird on ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Halfway through a busy Friday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. I'm Jacob Goins with you in the studio on ESPN 106.7. No Carter Bird today out for the weekend. He'll be back on Monday. But welcoming in a buddy of mine, a a very special guest, Matt Miguez, uh, the host of Crunch Time on the game in Louisiana, talking some LSU baseball as Auburn is hosting the number one team in the country this weekend over at Plainsman Park. And Matt, this LSU squad, uh, I, I think, I think they've got a few good things going for them as the number one team in the country with a 36 and eight overall record this season. Yeah, yeah, Jacob. I, you know, I think you would be safe to uh, to assume that, my friend. <laughs> well, they're 36 and eight this year, 15 and five in conference play, nine and two on the road, which is where they'll be this weekend here in Auburn at Plainsman Park. For our listeners that maybe haven't watched LSU baseball, I know they've heard of them. I know they've been keeping up with them. They're the number one team in the country. It's pretty hard not to. How did they get to a 15-5 and conference record here in the SEC? So, you know, their, their SEC play started with a series against A&M. And, you know, back in March, you, you, you thought that A&M was, was going to have a better year than, they, than they've had thus far. And LSU was able to take two out of three in that series and then they come back home to open conference play against Arkansas they dropped the first game Paul Skeens was absolutely fantastic but the back end of the bullpen just really didn't give them any support that day but they were able to win the next two including a seven inning mercy rule on the Saturday and then you take two out of three against Tennessee you split a a two game series with South Carolina because the third game got canceled and then that's when things really started to turn a different corner for LSU. You know, they handled Kentucky well. They swept Ole Miss on the road. And then they just swept Alabama last weekend inside Alice Box Stadium. So there's a lot of momentum and a lot of good things going right now for Jay Joplin's crew. 
well for this LSU team. One of those and many of those uh, good things going is uh, the the two guys who are going to be uh, at least minimum top five draft picks coming up in this upcoming draft. Talk about those guys a little bit because they are what make this LSU baseball team as good as they are, uh, Just and how special it is for LSU to have two guys that are just so, so good in the college game right now. Yeah, so, you know, I'll start with Dylan Cruz. When, when he arrived at LSU, you, you knew that he was going to be something special, but you didn't know how special. And last year was when you really started to see, you know, this guy has the potential – to be a top draft pick. He saw the ball well. He made great plays as a defender. He got runs across the plate. He did everything you asked him to do and then some. And at the end of the season last year, I remember there were multiple LSU fans that came up to me and said, can Dylan Cruz have a better season than he just did? And at the time, I wasn't sure what the answer was. But you've seen so far in 2023 that he can have a better season than he did. He currently leads the nation in batting average at a 486 clip. He leads the nation in runs scored with 73 on the season. Uh, he's in the top 10 in, in RBIs. He is one of the top leaders in the country in on-base percentages. And, Jacob, when I tell you, he probably strikes out. some of. He probably has some of the lowest strikeout numbers in the entire country. Um, and he's an elite-level center fielder. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, he's going to be the number one overall pick in, in the MLB draft just because of the way that he is able to play defense and his in, insane plate ability. And then on the other side, the Friday night ace for LSU, Paul Skeens transferred from Air Force, came in this year, and just from the jump has been electric pumping fastballs down the center of the plate, 97, 98, 99. He strikes people out, leads the nation in strikeouts with 124, leads the country in strikeouts per nine innings with 17. Just electric stuff, great control, and just has a confidence about him that is really infectious. I mean, he steps up, he walks onto the mound every Friday and says he's going to do whatever it takes to win. And he's always set up LSU in positions to win. He's 8-1 and one on the season, going for his ninth win tonight in 11 starts. Uh, these, these two guys, and then, I mean, I haven't even talked about Tommy White, Trey Morgan. I mean, this LSU roster in 2023 has just been incredibly special. Yeah, it's really tough to to narrow it down to just two guys, but there's so many of them on this LSU roster, whether it be on the batting order or on the mound. When you when you talk about Dylan Cruz offensively versus uh, versus uh, Skeen, Paul Skeens defensively, those are two players that any program, not just in the SEC, but any program in the country would would just absolutely fall over to have one. But LSU has that dude offensively and that dude defensively what's it mean to have a guy that's hitting 486 and also a starter on the mound on Friday nights that has under a two ERA yeah you know you put those two things together and you're almost destined to win a national championship in in today's college baseball um you've just got the best of both worlds like you mentioned 
You really do. And with with those guys, with those guys, with this LSU roster, and we could spend we could spend an hour talking about all the guys on this LSU right. team, offensively, defensively. I mentioned they're thirty six and eight overall. They're fifteen and five in conference play. Outside of this is going to be difficult for you to do. Outside of those two guys, who is someone else on this LSU roster that Auburn fans who will be at Plainsman Park this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, who's a guy they should keep their eye on that maybe doesn't get the noise or maybe is overshadowed by those other two that Auburn fans should keep their eye on? I don't, I don't know that he's overshadowed, but one guy I'm going to talk about is Tommy White. He's NCAA record for home runs by a freshman and he transferred to LSU this offseason and has just been incredible 14 home runs leads the country in RBIs with 73 uh just electric at the plate and he's a great defender we have him playing at third base for the Tigers right now uh he, he guards that hot corner really well and the fact that he's only a sophomore should really concern people with, with the numbers that he's been putting up for Jay Johnson this year. Look for that, that combo of Dylan Cruz at number three, Tommy White right behind him at number four in the batting order to really wreak havoc this weekend. Talking to Matt Miguez, host of Crunch Time on the game down in Louisiana here on the Friday edition of On the Line. You look at the schedule for this LSU team, they've just taken care of business everywhere they've been, sweeping teams in the SEC, uh, even losing a game on Friday night and bouncing back and still winning series. What is, and for a number one team, I'm sure it's pretty high, but what's the confidence level like for for this LSU squad as they come to Auburn, Alabama this weekend, and then they go and they come back home and take on Mississippi State before wrapping up the season with Georgia? Thomas level sky high right now. You know, like we mentioned, we, we talk about Dylan Cruz, we talk about Tommy White, and then Paul Skeens on the mound. You've got guys, you know, I mentioned Jordan Thompson, I mentioned Trey Morgan. Gavin Duga, and then other pitchers, Ty Floyd, Christian Little. You've got players up and down that can contribute for this team at any given moment. And the, the confidence level of the coaching staff, we, we've, heard him t- we've heard Jay Johnson talk about it all the time. He trusts any of these guys to step up to the plate or on the mound at any given moment under any circumstance. And he trusts that they're going to get the job done. Um, so right now, if you're talking about Jay Johnson and LSU, their, their sights are set on a national championship in Omaha. And I believe that, you know, they've had some issues with the back end of the bullpen this season, which, which a lot of teams in America have this year. But if LSU could, could shore that up over the next couple of weeks and, and figure that out, uh, I, I think they're on a collision course with Omaha. Well, Matt, you can tell you're in this business, too, because that's exactly where I was going. I was going to ask you if there is a weakness on this LSU team, what is it? But you just mentioned the back end of the bullpen. Yeah, the, the, the back end of the bullpen has kind of struggled at points. Uh, and they, they battled through some injuries. You know, Garrett Edwards is out for the season with the UCL injury. Uh, Chase Shores was a promising young starter slash reliever that, that is out for the season as well. So they battled some injuries. But you've, you've seen it in a couple of games where, you know, I brought up the Friday game against Arkansas earlier in the year. Paul Skeens pitched seven innings and had 12 strikeouts 
in, in the game, and he'd only given up one run. It was a two-to-one game, I believe. And he comes in. I mean, he leaves the game, and the bullpen comes in, and Arkansas scores eight runs in extra innings off of off of the back end of the bullpen. Uh, and really would just let that game get away for LSU. And that's probably been their biggest weakness this year is just finishing games after starters come in and, and do a nice job. You saw it against Alabama last Friday. You were up 8-2, to two, and then ne- next thing you know, before you know it, it's 8-6 to six in the ninth. So if LSU could figure that out and figure out ways to just shut the door on their opponent, I mean, you think they're scary now. It could get very entertaining for the next six weeks. Matt, as you guys have been talking about this series coming up this weekend on your show Crunch Time on the game down in Louisiana, what have been some things that have stuck out to you about this Auburn squad as you uh, as LSU prepares for this series this weekend and as you guys have been covering it, what are some things that you notice about this Auburn team here in 2023? Auburn is impressive in the fact that they're able to hit the ball well. Um, they, they make solid contact. They manufacture runs. They've done a nice job of just kind of, you know, staying level-headed in, in the SEC this season. And one thing that's jumped out at me when I'm looking at this series is, you know, LSU has won six of the last ten meetings against Auburn. But Auburn took two out of three last year. So Auburn knows that they can beat this team. And I think that level of confidence of being at home and being coming off of that series win last year, I think that's going to pay dividends for Auburn. They also have a really strong pitching staff that impresses me. Um, I, I did notice that your typical Friday starter is pitching tomorrow instead of tonight, which, which I found interesting. Um, well, actually, while I'm talking about that, would care to elaborate on what went behind that move? Yeah, it, with uh, it, as as you know, uh, pitching and the injuries have been it, it's been the detriment of this Auburn team, man. It, it's just been so it's been such a battle in uh, just about a what has it been a week or so. You had uh, Gonzalez uh, go down and they they shut him down for the year, and then just the injuries in general. And so, really, it's been Butch Thompson trying to shuffle this pitching room around and figure out what works and what doesn't, and it seems like that's been the mindset and that seems like what's going on here uh, for LSU this weekend. Yeah, you know, going going back to something that impresses me about Auburn, Bryson Ware has had a strong season at the plate, you know, 347. He's got 18 homers and 52 RBIs. He's a guy that if you give him a, a good pitch down the center of the plate, he's not going to miss it. And so Paul Skeens is going to have to do a nice job of, of kind of dancing the corners and, and dancing around the center of the strike zone when, uh, when where is that the plate. But we talked about the pitching injuries. LSU, like I said, kind of going through the same thing. So it, it'll be intriguing to see which pitching staff can kind of overcome the, those detrimental issues that we talked about. And, and, of course, when I asked you what stands out about this Auburn team, it is the offense. Does that scare LSU or LSU fans at all that Auburn's pitching may not be the best around the league, but their offense can keep them in games for nine innings every single night? Yeah, that, that's definitely a concern, at least, at least for me, because, you know, if you like we talked about, the back end of the bullpen for LSU being a, being a weakness, I could see these two offenses – 
just having an absolute slugfest this weekend. I mean, 9-7, 10-8, we could see a lot of those games. So I think for, for LSU's sake, you're going to have to put some runs up on the board early and just kind of space yourself away from Auburn. Because like you mentioned, the, that offense can really get going if you give them the opportunity to. Matt, one more thing before we let you get out of here. Predictions for this weekend and the rest of the year for an LSU squad where uh, it's no doubt about it, it's national championship or bust. Yeah, you know, I think they take two out of three this weekend. Um, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't know which games they're going to win and which one they're going to drop, but I do think LSU wins this series. Uh, they, they go on to finish strong for the rest of the season. The SEC tournament is always intriguing because – even teams that struggled in the regular season somehow flip a switch when you get to Hoover. Uh, so, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I think LSU gets to Omaha, but I'm concerned that their relief pitching might let them down in, in Omaha. But right now, if you had to ask me how it's going to go, I would say LSU wins the national championship. We shall see how it goes. LSU, the number one team in the country, coming to Auburn this weekend to take on the Tigers in Plainsman Park. Matt Miguez, host of Crunch Time on the game in Louisiana, good buddy of mine, and I appreciate you hopping on, man. Let everybody know where they can find you, find all your work, and find everything you got going on, man. You can follow me on Twitter at MiguezMatt, and you can follow the radio station at Game underscore Louisiana. I'm on every weekday four to six so as soon as Jacob gets off the air if you want to learn about LSU you can just flip over to our station you can find the app on Apple or Android by searching the game Southwest Louisiana there it is man appreciate your time and uh good luck to LSU this weekend and I'm sure you and I'll be talking real soon Jacob, appreciate you, my man. Y'all have a great weekend. Thanks, you too, brother. That is Matt Miguez, again, host of Crunch Time on the game in Louisiana, hopping on, talking some LSU baseball as the number one team in the country coming to, to, coming to town to take on Auburn over at Plainsman's Park, starting tonight for Auburn baseball in a series where Auburn, the Tigers for Auburn, got to get a win. Got to get a win. If you get one, you'll be in good shape trying to get to that number of 14 wins in the SEC. Again, I appreciate Matt, a good, good friend of mine that I uh, was connected with at SEC Media Days last week, and him and I are in, are in good communications about uh, Auburn and LSU athletics. And so we'll take our final break here in our number one. We'll come back, wrap it up, and then got confirmation coming up at the top of the hour, 3 o'clock. Zach Blackerby, host of the Locked on Auburn podcast and with Auburn Daily, will join us to start hour number two, breaking down the news, the breaking news that is, of Peyton Thorne, Auburn's quarterback for 2023, committing to the Tigers out of the transfer portal. We'll wrap up hour number one when we come back then. We'll start hour number two with Zach Blackerby, host of Locked on Auburn. You are on the line on ESPN 1067. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. All right, got a few minutes left in hour number one here on the Friday edition of On the Line. I'm Jacob Goins with you on ESPN 106.7. Again, big, big thank you to a really good friend of mine, Matt Miguez, host of Crunch Time on the game down in Louisiana, hopping on uh, to talk Auburn and LSU baseball Uh, your Auburn Tigers taking on the number one team in the country and they are 
just so impressive, man. And they are just so, so good at 36-8 and overall, 15-5 and overall in the conference, have yet to lose a series. I mean, just, just an unbelievable team that LSU is. But if you were with us, you heard Matt talk about he has concerns about LSU's bullpen. And so we'll see if Auburn's able to take advantage of that coming up this weekend. Uh, game one is tonight. Over at Plainsman Park, I uh, I will admit I have not looked at the weather, and so I don't know if uh, not sure if the rain's supposed to be a factor. Uh, chance of rain today, but it looks like it's supposed to clear up tonight, and it looks like it's supposed to be nice this weekend. So hopefully the entire series gets played uh, for for Auburn baseball versus LSU. And again, uh, go follow Matt Miguez again, a host of the game on or host of Crunch Time on the game down in Louisiana, a good buddy of mine. So we appreciate him hopping on and talking all things LSU baseball here on what is a football heavy show today. And don't you worry, all of hour number two will be talking Auburn football and the huge transfer portal news with Peyton Thorne. The Michigan State quarterback has transferred and committed and signed with Auburn. And folks, as Trevon Reed says, and he already said it today, Auburn is not done. I can promise you that. I think you're going to see some more noise over the weekend. I think you'll see some coming into early next week, and it'll be at some spots that uh, Auburn fans will be excited about. And so Peyton Thorne has committed to play for Auburn from Michigan State coming up in hour number two, starting right at 3 o'clock here on ESPN 106.7 and ESPNAU.com and the ESPN 106.7 app. As I mentioned, Zach Blackerby, host of Locked on Auburn, will join us to start off hour number two. We'll get his thoughts on Peyton Thorne committed to the Tigers and what it means for 2023 and beyond. I think you're going to be excited to see and hear what Zach Blackerby has to say. He'll start hour number two with us, host of Locked on Auburn. What a Friday, huh? What a Friday for Auburn fans with Auburn baseball tonight and the news they've been waiting for. The quarterback is here for 2023. Hour number one in the book. Stay tuned. Zach Blackerby, host of Locked on Auburn, joins us when we start hour number two. You are on the line. Live on ESPN 1067. Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. To be on the line, call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You are on the line with Jacob Goetz and Carter Bird. You're on the line here on ESPN 106.7. Auburn Opelika, sports leader. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Cinco de Mayo as well. So hopefully uh, hopefully you're all enjoying that. And I'm sure Auburn fans are having a fantastic Friday as breaking news has rolled in uh, as of just an hour or so ago. 
Auburn has its quarterback. Hugh Freeze has his quarterback for 2023. Peyton Thorne from Michigan State has transferred and committed and signed to Auburn football. And so we are breaking that down here. All of our number two of the Friday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. If you missed any of our number one, we started breaking down this news, told you what it means from my perspective. I will continue to do that here in our number two. Also had Matt Miguez, host of Crunch Time on the game in Louisiana hopped on to talk Auburn and LSU baseball as Auburn hosting the number one team in the country this weekend at Plainsman Park so we appreciate him joining the show back in the first hour if you missed any of it be sure to go and catch up with the podcast you can find it at ESPNAU.com commercial free right after the show but as I promised as we got out of hour number one Zach Blackerby host of Locked on Auburn joining us here to start hour number two on what is a busy busy Friday for me and for you, sir. Yeah, yeah. It's not every day you get a quarterback, especially one that has uh, has played, I, I think, above average with, with a two-year sample size. So, yeah, Peyton Thorne, uh, the new favorite to be Auburn's starter this season. Well, let's break it down a little bit. Your just initial reaction to to Peyton Thorne. We, look, we knew Auburn was going to get a quarterback, right? And we knew that Peyton Thorne was in that mix. And it seemed like this is where Hugh Freeze was going because of the two years of eligibility. I think that's something that's really, really big here. Uh, it's something I talked about back in the first hour. But your just initial thought on what Peyton Thorne can do and what he already does for Auburn in 2023. I think he raises the floor uh, of what this season can be. I, I don't think anybody's arguing like the upside and the ceiling of Robbie Ashford being very high. And, and I think the ceiling for Ford is high as well, but the floor is higher, which is, which is something that I think Auburn fans needed, you know, especially after of missing a bowl game. And it kind of seems like the floor for Auburn football needs to be elevated. I think Hugh Freeze has done that via the portal up to this point. And then the news earlier today, adding Peyton Thorne from Michigan State, continues to do just that because, I mean, it seems like, I mean, worst case, you know, uh, Robbie takes over. And and I think Robbie's still a quarterback that can win six or seven games for you. It encourages competition. It's going to be a situation now where also Auburn is a lot more attractive for wide receivers. And, look, I know a lot of Auburn fans really like Robbie Ashford. I know a lot of people think Robbie Auburn loves dual threat quarterbacks. I totally get it. And so they love Robbie Ashford's ability. And I like Robbie Ashford's ability. But people don't want to come catch passes from Robbie Ashford. They just don't. And we're already seeing an uptick in interest from wide receivers that uh, that may want to catch passes from uh, from Peyton Thorne. So um, we'll see if more guys pop this weekend. I'm expecting that to happen. Uh, Jacob, and I think uh, I think it's going to be because of the addition of Peyton Thorne. This is a big deal. Yeah, and that's what that's what Auburn fans have been asking for, right? We've been hearing, and I know you have as well, hearing why has the portal been sort of quiet? Why has it not been as chaotic as we thought it was going to be? But here we are with this sort of snowball effect of of Auburn starting to pick up some steam on on the trail of the transfer portal, and they get their quarterback in Peyton Thorne. And I'm with you, Zach. I think you're going to see more and more guys come to Auburn because there's a legitimate starter here now with Peyton Thorne who has proven he can throw the football at an accurate rate in his two full years at Michigan State. He threw for 60% and 62% completion percentage. That is attractive to wide receivers. 
Yeah, and 50 touchdowns in a two-year span. I don't think Auburn's ever had that in its history. And I don't even, I'm not talking about the same quarterback. I'm just saying back-to-back seasons, totally 50 touchdown passes. Mm-hmm. And so this is something that's different. You know, I mean, it feels a lot like Jarrett Stidham when he came in 2017, and he had the pieces around him enough to kind of get you to that, that SEC championship game. And if injuries hadn't have happened, maybe he could get you all the way there to the college football playoff. I don't think this roster – is as good as, you know, what Jarrett Stidham got to take over and play with in 2017. But I think there's pieces that are certainly, certainly really, really good. Hayden Thorne was better when he had a running back that was able to generate, you know, some production and some attention on the ground with Kenneth Walker that first year where he started at Michigan State. And he's certainly going to have a solid ground game with his revamped offensive line, Jarquez Hunter, Damari Austin, and, you know, we'll see what Jeremiah Cobb's able to do as a true freshman this year and how they use Brian Badby all in the backfield. And so he's going to have that. It's going to be a situation where, you know, I, I think he's going to have, have – I think we're going to see a lot of defenses that are more focused on stopping Auburn's run game versus him as a passer. So he should get a lot of one-on-one situations outside, whether he's throwing to Camden Brown or maybe a formal quarterback that may be coming in. But this is a good situation for Peyton Thorne. And, and let's be let's be clear here, because anytime somebody enters the portal from another P5 school, there's this there's this kind of narrative that gets pushed about how Peyton Thorne or whoever the quarterback is, like wasn't wanted by their previous school. And that's not the case. That's not the case. And there's been rumors and false narratives that have been circling around all different forms of sports media about how Michigan State didn't want Peyton Thorne. And, and, Jacob, that's a lie. That is factually incorrect. Mel Tucker did not want him to leave. And, and in fact, you know, it, it, this feels like this feels like a similar situation that Auburn went through with Bo Nix a few years ago, mm-hmm. where, okay, you know, it's like you're good, but are you good enough to win a championship giving our current roster situation? And in Michigan State, of course, the answer to that is no, because Michigan State – you know, ever since they won 11 games a few years ago, they've trended down a little bit. Not much, but they have trended down a little bit. And, and that's not Peyton Thorne's fault. Much like Bo Nix's situation, despite, you know, wearing his heart on his sleeve and doing everything he possibly could for this program, the Auburn has kind of turned on him. Well, you can say the same thing about Peyton Thorne. He won 11 games two seasons ago, and they're booing him. They're booing him, you know, um, when they go three and out and, you know, a close game in the third quarter. And this is a situation where, you know, I'm sure once he entered the portal, Hugh Freeze got in his ear and said, hey, you know, they may not love you there, but uh, Auburn fans will love you. Auburn fans will love you and take care of you, especially in my offense when you're able to, to move the football consistently. We can use you here. It feels like a very similar situation where there's nothing wrong, Jacob. I just think the relationship ran its course. And Auburn fans should like Peyton Thorne because, Zach, he's the best quarterback now in the room. And I'll take what you just said a step farther. There's a narrative about the receiver from Michigan State that's in the portal where there's a bad relationship between him and Peyton Thorne. I've seen that said one place, and I don't buy it, Zach. Do you? No, and, and I assume we're, we're, we're talking about the same place here, 247 show with, with Peyton. Um, and I think he does a good job, but he is definitely the person who created that narrative. And – Look, uh, Jacob, I'm not going to hide this. Uh, I've had folks very close to the Thorne family reach out to me because they found my show, and and I was kind of the first person to talk about um, talk about Peyton Thorne throughout this. And you know, they've been very kind with giving me information. I'm not going to I'm not going to hide that. And 
they uh, they're upset that that narrative was created. Well, let's just call it what it is because it's wrong. It's not true. And Peyton Thorne, like any good leader and any good quarterback, values his relationship with his wide receivers. That's not the case. Keon Coleman, uh, he entered the portal wanting a better NIL situation. And so, you know, the uh, news breaking that he's planning on being in Auburn on Sunday, I think that's great. I do not think Auburn's in the running because I don't think they're going to have the NIL room um, to, to make a competitive offer with what FSU Texas and Oklahoma are talking with him about. Uh, I was told from a source very close to Keon Coleman that his top three schools are Texas, Oklahoma, and FSU. No offer to be mentioned. This was recent. This was after the visit was already scheduled. And so I'm not expecting him to be a part of it. And so people are going to still grab that narrative and run with it. But it's wrong. That's not why he left. He wanted a payday. Boy, he's going to get it. Zach Blackerby, host of Locked on Auburn and with Auburn Daily joining us as we start off hour number two here on the Friday edition of On the Line. You brought up NIL. How much of that impacted and was an influence for Peyton Thorne to be an Auburn Tiger now? How much was it of NIL? How much of it was Auburn in general and what Hugh Freeze has done or Hugh Freeze's offense? How did all of that come together and what truly brought Peyton Thorne to Auburn? Yeah, so I'm not going to talk about the NIL front because, in theory, he signed an hour ago. So, you know, in theory, they haven't been able to touch on that, and I'm not going to insinuate anything else. So I'm going to stay away from that that question. But uh, I'm sure he'll be now that he's signed. As far as, as far as you know, Hugh Freeze's offense, yeah, I bet they watched a lot of Chad Kelly films together, if I had to guess. I, I think with what he was able to do at Ole Miss with Chad Kelly – is very, very similar, maybe a little uh, Dr. Bo Wallace action as well. This is a guy that I think is more athletic than some people give him credit for because that Michigan State offense, I mean, it was pretty anemic. I mean, there, there wasn't a whole lot of creativity to it. They didn't move their quarterback a whole lot. And so, like, I do think that's a little bit of a concern, Jacob, because, you know, Hugh Freeze has been very clear. His um, RPO is a big part of what he wants his quarterbacks to do on offense. And so I think, um, I mean, he hasn't really done that at the college level. If somebody mm-hmm. asked if he did that in high school, I just don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. But, you know, can he, can he adjust? I mean, he seems like a guy that makes good decisions, quick decisions, fast decisions. That's a big part of what the RPO situation is. Um, this is a guy that was born with a football in his hand. His dad's a coach. I believe he's the offensive coordinator for Western Michigan, if I remember correctly. And so, I mean, he, he's grown up around football. So, you know, the quick decisions and kind of being pushed mentally on that side of his, you know, football IQ, I think is appealing to him. And, and so Hugh Freeze is able to offer that in a situation, once again, where Mel, uh, Mel Tucker wasn't really given him that in Michigan State. Speaking for the other quarterbacks in the room in Auburn right now, Robbie Ashford, right? You have uh, guys in there with T.J. Finley leaving and, and saying he's going to be a grad transfer and no longer be a part of the program, something we, we had come accustomed to and really had, had made that decision. You have guys like Robbie Ashford in this quarterback room, Holden Gurner, and then the quarterbacks to come with Hank Brown and Walker White. What does it mean for those guys, for Peyton Thorne, who has two years of eligibility? And as I mentioned, I think that's a really, really big factor here and why he decided to come to Auburn and why I think Hugh Freeze went after him. What does it mean for the rest of these quarterbacks in the room where, Zach, we saw Robbie Ashford tweet out a little bit after Peyton Thorne committed and he said, let's work, iron sharpens iron, War Eagle. What's it mean for the other quarterbacks in the room at Auburn? 
Yeah, I think I don't think much has changed since Hugh Freeze talked about his quarterbacks really before spring got going. He kind of challenged them to grow up, and, and I think Robbie kind of showed a little bit of signs of that in regards to um, in regards to you know kind of saying, "Hey, this is a competition again. Let, let's go." And, and that's stuff that Robbie's not used to. I mean, he had to fight for the job last year. He lost it. He kept fighting, didn't go anywhere. And then when TJ went down, you know, he's already kind of partially a starter with the weird way that Harson, Harson and his staff rotated quarterbacks. But now you look at it, and um, you know, he, he's got to he's going to do it again. He's going to do it again. And so I think this is going to be a tougher battle. I think there's a chance that Robbie Ashford's bet at Auburn has already been made, and I don't think it has a a lot to do. What's on the field? I mean, I don't think he's a perfect quarterback, but I think he represents a ton of upside. I just think it's really telling, Jacob, and I'm just going to read in between the lines and make some assumptions here, that the fact that a lot of the pass catchers on the offense were quote-tweeting stories and tweeting at players that, you know, when quarterbacks entered the portal, they were publicly saying, hey, come throw to us at Auburn. And that just isn't a that's not a sign that there was currently a quarterback in the room that demanded the respect of his teammates. And I think that's going to be more of the hill that Robbie Ashford needs to climb. I think it's a great point and something that Carter and I have talked about as well with, with literally Auburn wide receivers with, with Casey Thompson and with Peyton Thorne and other guys, they would tweet it and say, get this guy on campus right now and I think that's all you need to know we can sit here you and I Zach we can sit here and talk about it all day about how Auburn had to go and get a quarterback out of the portal but when the receivers who are catching the football from the quarterbacks are telling you hey go get this guy go get this guy or whatever that's pretty telling and that speaks a lot higher and louder than you and I can man yeah and you know just talking with folks I mean it seems like there was a growing interest in holding Gurner late in spring. It, it seemed like a lot of the team really wanted to hold Gurner to turn it on. And look, you can cheer for more than one quarterback and more than one guy at a position group. So, don't, so once again, I'm making some assumptions here, but just talking to folks that, you know, are, are in practice um, all day, not just our 20 minute viewing period on Mondays during spring, but just folks that are in it. Um, I don't think Robbie has that locker room. And I actually think T.J. Finley probably had more, much more of the locker room than, than Robbie did. Um, so we'll, um, we'll see. We'll see if Peyton can come in and demand respect from these teammates. That's going to be hard to do. He doesn't have a whole lot of time to do it. You're right about that, Zach. One more before we let you get out of here. Zach Blackerby, host of Locked on Auburn, joining us as we start hour number two here on the Friday edition of On the Line. What should Auburn fans be feeling right now? What should their – expectations as we get into summer obviously we haven't seen Peyton Thorne in an Auburn helmet and uniform yet in the system he's got some time to learn it and get you know bigger and work out and things like that but on this Friday May 5th 2023 as Peyton Thorne has committed to play quarterback for Auburn what's the message in your mind to Auburn fans and how should they be feeling about this quarterback committing to the Tigers this is the new era of Auburn football as long as Hugh Freeze is here. If you need a certain position of need, he is going to find out how to get that type of player um, on this roster. And, you know, whether it's, whether it's, you know, trying to figure out a fit or being patient in regards to, you know, all these quarterbacks enter the portal and Auburn didn't really do anything, even dating back to the, the portal period, um, in December, Jacob, he was very patient and he didn't settle. And 
I, I think this is kind of where you're looking at. And so what's next, right? Because, I mean, he got offensive line, which was the biggest. He's got quarterback now. The next one's receiver. And, and it, looks like, um, it looks like there's some real positive momentum. It's one of the best in the Auburn recruiting beat, probably the best of the Auburn recruiting beat right now. He, he just put in a crystal ball for Montana Lamonius Craig, the former Colorado wide receiver, put a crystal ball in projecting him to Auburn. Um, and, and there's a few other guys that have visited Auburn and they've kind of stopped their recruitment. I think there's a lot of kind of wait and see who they were to bring in. Um, you know, so can, can they get the Burton kid, the former four-star receiver from Ohio State, or uh, Hudson, the, the former TCU wide receiver that we all thought he took a visit, then he left, and everybody's like, oh, he's going to SMU. But he hasn't done anything quite yet. I think you're going to see a few receivers pop over the next 72 hours, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden this offense is going to look a lot different. Zach Blackerby, host of Locked on Auburn and with Auburn Daily joining us here uh, on short notice with the breaking news of Peyton Thorne. The quarterback commit from Michigan State has chosen to play for Hugh Freeze and Auburn in the fall. Zach, man, I appreciate you as always hopping on, talking ball. Let everybody know where they can find everything you got going on with Auburn Daily and your Locked on Auburn podcast. Yeah, yeah, you said it. Locked on Auburn is available on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast, and you can just type in Locked on Auburn and podcasts or are new to you just google it will certainly come up and like you said auburn daily we have we are we're over sports illustrated's auburn coverage and so we've already got uh, a bunch of stuff up there auburndaily.com thank you so much buddy have a great cinco de mayo and a great weekend you too man always good to have you i will talk to you later i'm sure zach blackerby again host of locked on auburn and uh, with auburn daily we appreciate him hopping on here and talking about the biggest news in town today hugh freeze he's got his quarterback Peyton Thorne, the transfer from Michigan State, is here. He is signed. He will be the quarterback here for 2023. As long as he comes in and wins the job, it looks like Peyton Thorne is going to be the quarterback, the starter in 2023. Hey, no more guests. Phone lines are open. It's all yours, folks. I want to hear from you, our listeners, 334-321-1390. We're going to get to a break. When we come back, I'm opening the floor, folks. It's all for you. I want to hear what you have to say about Peyton Thorne, the new quarterback for Auburn in 2023. Give me a call. 334-321-1390. We'll get to the phone lines when we come back here on the Friday edition of On the Line. On the line on ESPN 1067, online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. We roll on here in hour number two on the Friday edition of On the Line. I'm Jacob Goins with you on ESPN 1067. Want to shout out Zach Blackerby again for joining me to start off the hour, host of Locked on Auburn, uh, breaking down and giving his thoughts on Peyton Thorne, the quarterback commit from Michigan State, who has committed to play for Hugh Freeze and the Tigers here in 2023. But as of now, the phone lines are wide open. Give me a call. I want to hear from you, 334-321-1390. And that's exactly what we're doing as we start this segment. And Ed, you're on the line. Welcome in. Hey, guys. How are y'all doing? Doing fantastic, Ed. Good to hear from you, man. Yeah. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. Uh, also, real quickly, just give props out to, um, to Zach. He, he's a young man I've you know, been able, privileged to meet. You know, actually, got to meet his mother, but, um, you know, I love I'll, I watch his podcast, and uh, you know he's so full of good information. Mm-hmm. I, you know, he, he, 
pleasure, Edney. Yeah, yeah, we we love Zach. He he's a very very good friend of the program, a uh, very good friend of here Auburn Network. Uh, he he's a really good one. He's one of the best. Yeah, uh, uh, and uh, as far as the, the quarterback news, you know, I think you and I and Carter uh, we were in agreement. I, I got some flight from some other people, you know, that, that when I said I didn't think that Auburn's quarterback was on the team after spring practice. Mm-hmm. And, and Robbie, it's still, but, you know, but I, what you, I'm just so, it, it, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's so nice not to worry about, you know, what's happening with the football program because I think, and this is just my opinion, just, just me, but I think what Hugh Freeze has done, shoring up both lines, looking at edge rushers, rushers, uh, getting taller receivers at our defensive backfield, I think is going to be, and I think we still may get one more cornerback. But I just, I, I mean, it's, and and then you look at our other, you know, other programs. You, y'all know I love Bruce Pearl, mm-hmm. and and. Um, it's just so nice that that you, you really don't have a. If you're an Auburn fan, you shouldn't have a real big problem about anything that's going on there athletically. No, really? you know, I'm I'm with you. I think I mean you could even throw baseball in that mix too with Butch Thompson yeah. and doing fantastic yeah. things there, and, and Bruce Pearl with the mm-hmm. basketball team, and even coming off a down year, you know that he's working and trying to fix that. And for the first time in a while, Ed, you're absolutely right. I think Auburn fans are comfortable and they're okay knowing that Hugh Freeze is at the helm because they've already seen him go to work, right? They've already seen him go and do the things that the previous two coaches never did. They never did anything like this. And so, yeah, I think Auburn fans should should be absolutely over the moon thrilled, not just about Peyton Thorne, but about what Hugh Freeze has already done recruiting, transfer portal. Now, I've been saying this and I will continue to say it. It still matters about what? What happens on the field, right? You got to get the yep. wins, right? And I think those yep. will come but that's only time will tell. But off the field so far, Hugh Freeze has been absolutely uh, knocking it out of the park. Yeah, I agree with that. And, and I can't remember it names the women's soccer coach. Karen Hopper. Her. Yeah, Coach Hopper. Yeah, yeah, I love her too. And you know, and Graba. You know, and mm-hmm. You know, it's it's like the cheer is great to be an Auburn Tiger, but you know, it, it really is right now when you, because for the past six or eight years, I mean, it's been worrisome you know but it's so good and hey thanks for taking my call guys yeah appreciate you too ed appreciate the call and have a good weekend that is ed joining us on the phone lines i'd love to hear from you as well we got about a minute before we get to break but then uh, again the rest of the show uh, i'll be talking about peyton thorne i'll be talking about what it means what auburn does from here what auburn football does from here uh you've heard me talk about it zach also mentioned it zach blackerby host of locked on auburn It's supposed to be, and it seems like it's going to be a pretty busy weekend, folks. It's going to be a pretty busy weekend, and I don't think Auburn is done with just Peyton Thorne. Give me a call. I want to hear from you. I know you've got thoughts. I know you have some opinions about Peyton Thorne, about the quarterback room. Are you still a Robbie Ashford guy? And if you are... 
Tell me why. I'm here for it. I want to hear from you, the listeners, on this Friday afternoon. Give me a call, 334-321-1390. We're talking all things Auburn football, breaking down the quarterback news. Peyton Thorne could be your quarterback in 2023. Jacob Goins and Carter Bird on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. We got 30 more minutes here on the Friday edition of On the Line. I'm Jacob Goins with you in the studio here on ESPN 1067. No Carter Bird, he's out today, and I'm sure he is uh, kicking himself for missing a day like today. But I have a feeling that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, any day of next week is going to be uh, a lot to talk about as well with uh, with some, some of the things that are in the works thanks to Peyton Thorne. The Michigan State transfer quarterback committing to play for Auburn today, uh, about two hours ago, has decided uh, he wants to come and play for Auburn. He signed with Auburn, so he is signed, sealed, delivered. He will be the he will be here in the quarterback room for 2023. And already had calls and people asking, and that's been the question even leading up to whoever the quarterback transfer was going to be for Auburn was: Will Auburn then bring in wide receivers? And I think they will. I absolutely think they will. And so with that, keep your eyes open. Keep your ears peeled and get all that type of stuff because I think Auburn is not done yet. And even Trevon Reed, you know he's going to say it. He said it as well on Twitter. He said, I don't think we're done quite yet. Let's get back to the phone lines. I'd love to hear from you. Carry this segment, please, my callers. I want to hear from you and what you have to say. 334-321-1390. We're going hot here. You're on the phone lines. You're on the line. Who am I speaking with? Oh, never mind. Apologies. They maybe lost connection, hung up, so maybe they'll call back, and maybe they won't, and maybe somebody else will call me because I want to hear from you. 334-321-1390. Apologies for that. But let's talk about this some more because I talked about it back in the first hour, uh, then I had a guest on, and then Zach Blackerby joined me. Ed called just a second ago and talked about what he thinks about Peyton Thorne coming to Auburn. But, again, I want to hear – from the from the fan base, from the listeners, how are you feeling? Do you feel better about Auburn right now? Do you feel better about the quarterback room now that there is a two-year starter that was a two-year starter at Michigan State and can be a two-year starter at Auburn? Do you feel better about that? Because you should. You absolutely should. You should feel good about Peyton Thorne walking in the door. And I talked about what you are getting if you're Auburn with Peyton Thorne. And if you missed that, I'm going to tell you again. Peyton Thorne was at Michigan State for three years. His first year as a freshman was in 2020. He played four total games. He got hurt. Those four games were not in succession. They were not all in a row. And he had three touchdowns and three interceptions for 582 yards in four games. He didn't do a ton because he got hurt. But in his two complete years at Michigan State in 2021 and 2022, He threw for 46 touchdowns and 21 interceptions. He also threw for almost 6,000 yards in those two years. And in 2021, the year that was highlighted for Peyton Thorne, the year that everybody looks at for Peyton Thorne, he had Michigan State as the number three team in the country. They were in a college football playoff conversation 
that entire year. They were a 10-win team. They were a 10-win team in 2021. He had them up to number three in the country. They went on the road, played Purdue. Uh, Their defense gave up a ton of points. Offense played well, uh, but obviously not good enough. And then they were the number, I believe, number seven team in the country, and they ran into a buzzsaw of what are the Ohio State Buckeyes. And we all know what happens when Ohio State rolls into town in the Big Ten, and that game did not go well for Michigan State at all. But... In 2021, as a sophomore, Peyton Thorne threw for 3,200 yards for a 60% completion percentage, 27 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions. Auburn fans would love to have that right now. They would have loved to have that last year and the year before and the year before and the year before. Auburn hasn't had anything like that. The last good solid quarterback that Auburn has had. A throwing quarterback that could throw 60% or more with a 27 touchdown, 10 interception performance in a season. The only guy that comes anywhere close, in my opinion, is Jarrett Stidham. And so with Peyton Thorne coming in, yes, he did take a step back in 2022. He absolutely did. He absolutely did. But it wasn't a bad season. He threw a 62.5% completion percentage for 2,700 yards, 19 touchdowns, and 11 interceptions. But the difference is that team was not nearly as good as it was in 2021. He didn't have the running backs. He didn't have the receivers. He didn't have the skill players around him in 22 that he did in 21. And so not only did he take a step back, the team did as well. But here's what's important. He has two years of eligibility, folks, and I talked about in the first hour what that means. It means he can be a two-year starter for you if you're Hugh Freeze and Auburn, and that also gives him two years to develop himself, and it gives him two years to let the other quarterbacks behind him develop. That's not his problem. That's Hugh Freeze's problem, and I'm not worried about it at all, whether it be Robbie Ashford, Holden Gurner, Walker White, Hank Brown, whoever it may be, that gives them two years and gives Hugh Freeze two years to figure out who the true quarterback of the future is going to be because I have a lot of confidence in Peyton Thorne. I really do. I have a lot of confidence in him. And when I watch him play, I've gone back and watched his highlights a couple of times as I've done with a lot of the quarterbacks that have been floating around the transfer portal that have received interest from Auburn and vice versa. When I watch Peyton Thorne play in 2021 where he was the best in his career, there are a lot of similarities there. And I mentioned it in the first hour. Terry kind of, he kind of blew up my coverage a little bit. But Peyton Thorne, and I'm going to make this comparison, and Auburn fans may or may not like it, he looks a lot like Bo Nix to me in a good way. In a good way. When you watch Peyton Thorne play in 2021, if you go and watch his highlights on YouTube, they're all over the place. When you watch him play, he has a very Bo Nix type of style, but better. But better. And what I mean by that is when Peyton Thorne, he can scramble. He doesn't run a ton. He doesn't run a ton. He's mobile. He's not going to be TJ Finley standing in the pocket and not moving like a tree. But he's not going to be Robbie Ashford who, or even like Bo Nix in his freshman year, where the instinct was tuck and run. 
Pocket collapse. Oh, got to go. I don't think that's Peyton Thorne. His body style and his play style looks similar to Bo Nix, and it's not a, a direct comparison. What makes Peyton Thorne better than when Bo Nix was is Peyton Thorne can deliver a deep ball. He can step up in the pocket. He throws from two feet. That's important. He can hit a deep ball. He can also do some things that quarterbacks on the current roster can't do. He can dump it off. He can hit a screen pass. He can hit a crossing route. He can deliver on time and on target. In his two full years, he threw 60% and then 62% completion percentage. All our quarterbacks don't do that right now. They can't do that. And no, that's not just the best number you've ever heard of, but it's pretty daggum good. That's pretty good compared to what Auburn has in the room right now. And so when I watch Peyton Thorne, the things that stick out to me are the fact that he can throw the deep ball, he can put it on a guy in stride down the middle of the field, he can put it on the back shoulder on a corner route in the back corner of the end zone, he can dump it off for a screen, he can step up in the pocket, and if he has to do it, he can scramble and make a play with his legs. And Zach Blackerby joined us at the beginning of this hour and talked about how in 2021 he benefited from having a big-time running back to help him. He benefited from having a running back who was a threat on the offensive side. Guess what, folks? Auburn's got about four of those guys. Auburn has about four running backs that can be threats when they're on the field. I think Peyton Thorne has a chance to be really, really good here. And with those two years of eligibility, he has a chance to get even better than what he is when he walks in the door. Now, he doesn't have a lot of time. He doesn't have a lot of time. He comes in the summer. He'll learn the playbook. He'll work out. Obviously not going to be practicing at all. And he's going to have fall practice, and that's about it. But that's probably all he's going to need to win the starting job. So he has time to develop under Hugh Freeze and get better. And I think that's why Hugh Freeze went and got it. I think he went and got Peyton Thorne over other guys in the portal because of those two years. Because he has a chance to get better, and the guys behind him have to get better. And Auburn fans should now have a sigh of relief. I guarantee Hugh Freeze has a sigh of relief right now. He has a huge sigh of relief. He said, okay, here we go. Everybody take a deep breath. Ready? (sighs) I have my quarterback for the next two years. Do you know how big of a stress relief that is for a head coach? How do you feel as a fan? You, I hope you're excited. I hope you're excited about this. And so there may be some, there may be some, some questions brought up about Peyton Thorne on, well, he played in the Big Ten. Can he really play in the SEC? We'll find out. We'll find out. And sure, that's a legitimate worry. Because as I mentioned in that 2021 season, when they were still a one-loss team, a top-10 program in the country, being talked about on possibly making a run and going to the college football playoff, they ran into Ohio State, and the Buckeyes hung 50 on them, and Michigan State didn't score until the last 10 minutes of the game. And so, sure, there's a big concern there on whether Peyton Thorne can quote, adjust from the Big Ten to the SEC. But I think Hugh Freeze and this staff and this coach, this coaching staff and this team are going to be just fine. I think they're going to be just fine. He's a big-time player. In the Big Ten and the SEC, 
They're the two best conferences in college football outside of maybe you can mix the Big 12 in there right now, but I'm not worried about that. I'm not. I'm not worried about a guy adjusting from the Big 10 to the SEC. There's a lot of people that are still Robbie Ashford fans, and I totally understand why. I totally understand why. Auburn fans love Robbie. There's a lot of Auburn fans that love Robbie Ashford. Why? Because he has the dual threat capability, and the main reason is his potential. Carter talks about all the time his ceiling, right? The ceiling for Robbie Ashford was extremely high. And notice I said was. It was extremely high. I just don't know if it's there. I still think he's good. I still think he can be good. But I think those injuries really did something to him. I really do. I really think the injuries to Robbie Ashford have limited him on and off the field which we've heard quite a bit from from multiple sources and people around the program and around Robbie Ashford. We've heard, and that's what the talking point has been, it's not always about on-the-field stuff. That's been a problem for Auburn quarterbacks over the last couple of years. You had stuff with T.J. Finley as well. And so I think, as far as I know, there hasn't been anything like that with Peyton Thorne at Michigan State. And the narrative that, that Michigan State didn't want him or players didn't like him, or players wanted to get away from him. As Zach Blackerby mentioned, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I don't. I like Peyton Thorne. I really do. I like Peyton Thorne. I think he has potential. And I think he's going to bring a leadership to the Auburn quarterback room that we have not seen since Bo Nix's last year. Because even when Bo Nix in his time at Auburn had run out, he still had the locker room, in my opinion. Sure, the fan base had, had sort of turned on him because he didn't grow a whole lot, and there's a lot of factors to that that aren't in Bo Nix's control. And you can see what happens when he goes to a good program. He's a Heisman contender. He's a Heisman candidate. I think Peyton Thorne brings a leadership to the quarterback room at Auburn that they desperately need. They desperately need it right now. They've got the leadership at head coach. You can already see that. And I don't care about what happened in the past with Hugh Freeze. That's gone. That's done. That's, we're moved on from that. He is here at Auburn, and he has already shown that he's the leader that Auburn needs. I think Peyton Thorne can be that in the quarterback room, in the locker room, because this team, they still lack talent compared to other big programs around the SEC. They still lack the talent. Now, they're working on that, and they've gotten a lot better. But even with Peyton Thorne, and even if Auburn goes and gets some more guys in the transfer portal, whether it be defensive players or wide receivers, whoever it may be, even if they go and get some of these guys that are in the conversation right now, Auburn's still going to be lacking in talent this year. But a leader... And a team that plays together and is rallied around each other and a coaching staff that they actually believe in, that's a dangerous thing. That's a dangerous thing in this world. And I think Peyton Thorne and this Auburn team under Hugh Freeze can be that. Of course, we have to see what happens. I don't think Peyton Thorne comes in here and just expects to win the job. I hope not. I think he'll win it. 
because I think he's leaps and bounds above every other quarterback in the room. But I hope he comes in and works for it and earns it and earns the respect of his players and his teammates and the coaches to be that guy. But at the end of the day, it all comes down to what happens on the field. Can you win football games? And that's what we're going to find out about this team, about the new quarterback transfer, Peyton Thorne, and ultimately what we're going to find out about Hugh Freeze. But if you're an Auburn fan, you should be excited. You should feel relieved. You should be in a better state than you were this time last year or two years ago or three years ago. You should feel so much better than what you have over the past few years. There's a glimmer of hope. You can see it. Auburn football is on the rise. It's on the comeback because of guys like Hugh Freeze who have come in and done such a good job at going and getting guys just like Peyton Thorne. We'll wrap up the Friday edition of On the Line when we come back. If you want to join me to wrap it up, give me a call, 334-321-1390. We'll wrap up the show on this Friday afternoon, Cinco de Mayo, when we come back. You are on the line on ESPN 1067. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. Wrapping up the Friday edition of On the Line, I'm Jacob Goins with you on ESPN 106.7. Stay tuned, though. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck. They'll be on from 4 to 6. They'll be talking all things Auburn football as Peyton Thorne has committed to play for Auburn, the quarterback transfer from Michigan State. They'll give their thoughts and opinions on it and break it all down as we have been doing here from 2 to 4 here on On the Line. If you missed any of today's show, uh, it's been an absolute blast. Carter hasn't been here today. He's out, but he will be back on Monday. Uh, it's just like old times in here, right? Just like old times with me running so low here in the studio. But if you missed any of today's show, be sure to go and catch up with the podcast. You can find it at ESPNAU.com or just search on the line wherever you get your podcasts. We started the show talking about Peyton Thorne. Uh, talked with my buddy Matt Miguez from the game in Louisiana breaking down Auburn and LSU baseball as the Tigers and the Tigers will go to battle this weekend. The number one team in the country coming to town. Auburn baseball mindset, got to get one. If you can get one, you'll be in good shape, in my opinion. You'd love to win the series. How, how about that? How cool would that be, huh? If Auburn could beat number two and number one in back-to-back weekends. But I think if, if Auburn could just get one win, I think they'll be in good shape. Then we've been talking all things Peyton Thorne and Auburn football. Zach Blackerby, host of the Locked on Auburn podcast and uh, with Auburn Daily, started the second hour with us, joined the show, and gave his thoughts and some really, really good insight on Peyton Thorne and what Auburn could expect over the weekend in the transfer portal. And so if you missed any of that, and I've been talking about what I think Peyton Thorne brings to Auburn and what I think Auburn can bring to Peyton Thorne. And so with all of that, again, if you missed it, Go and catch up with the podcast. If you need something to listen to tonight while you're uh, having a good time for Cinco de Mayo, be safe, be smart, don't do anything dumb. Uh, But if you need something to listen to, uh, be sure to go and catch up with the podcast at ESPNAU.com. Right before we get out of here, the big question always is, what does Peyton Thorne do for Auburn's win total? What does a guy like Peyton Thorne, what does that do for Auburn? How many wins does he bring for Auburn? I think before Peyton Thorne, if nobody else came in and nobody else transferred and the team was just like it was, I think the floor was six wins 
and I think the ceiling was eight, I think you move that up one and one. I think the ceiling is in the floor is now seven, and I think the ceiling is now nine. Because I think Peyton Thorne is a really solid quarterback, and I think he has a chance to be special at Auburn. I think he makes Auburn better. He's the best quarterback in the room by far. And so I think I think it all moves up. I think the floor is seven, given the schedule that Auburn has in 2023, given the talent that's already here and the talent that they are going to bring in and continue to bring in. I think the floor is seven wins, and I think the ceiling is nine wins. Again, because of the schedule. Because of the schedule, I think Auburn has a really good chance to be somewhere between seven and nine. I think an eight and four season would be a miracle for Auburn given what they've gone through with a chance to get nine wins and if you exceed expectations a 10-win season that's it for the Friday edition of On the Line what a great week what a great show if you missed it catch up on ESPNAU.com have a great weekend have a great Cinco de Mayo we'll be back on Monday 2-4 to right here on ESPN 106.7 stay safe I'll talk to you later